I told you that we are going to start each episode with like doing a little brief like recap of you know the week and all that but because of today the earth and the universe decided to uh do its magic <laughs> and we are both going through shit of our own that we can't talk about or it's not important for us to talk about on this episode <laughs> i am going to fast forward through that anyways because the most important thing the most solid thing the most um sustainable concrete thing that will never change is the topic of music and it's music in itself do you know how those people that are annoying, I don't know, probably like in the 90s or when we went to school, there was always that one person or that kid that like, you'll be having a conversation with them. And every single conversation, they have like a movie quote to go along with it. And no one understands what the fuck they're talking about. Are you intentionally you calling me out right now? Oh, that wasn't no. about me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I was that kid. That's the only reason I say that. I'm still that guy. So, so you're you're more like the spiritual um, guide, mentor, book type, quoter person. You know, yeah. like inspirational quotes and shit. That's Absolutely. more who you are now, which is great. But this isn't about that. <laughs> this is about what I'm trying to say is uh, I'm not one of those that do movie quotes. However, I also love movies and I'm on my own film journey uh, for the past year now. It's been about a year straight where I've been watching a movie every single night. And we can talk about that and address that in another video, but today is all about music. And the reason why I brought this up is because I am the equivalent of that, but I am a human jukebox. I will have every single conversation I have with someone, I play a song in my head. Songs that I've heard in, in my life or songs that I just make up. I will wake up and start singing a fucking song. It's everything to me. So it's not just life. I eat, breathe, sleep, drink, everything, music. And it wow. has helped me in that way. So I felt it was important because for my mental health, especially, music has played a huge role. And I think it would be really fun, I told Johnny, that if we categorized or did like uh parts of music that has inspired us or has gone through this journey with us uh, in some kind of way so this is why today's episode is about music i am sorry for that long ass intro 
And <laughs> I will say before I let you speak, this is very important because I am bilingual and I should have said this on a few episodes ago. Now we're on episode eight, but uh, because I am bilingual, I almost have this like dyslexia, <laughs> like I can't even say the word right. I mix words up a lot, mainly because my my thoughts are um, my thoughts make sense to me, but my mouth doesn't really aligned with my thoughts so you're talking about like the equivalent of spanglish that kind of thing no 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 so i don't know it's not like that it's just my mind will think of something and my mouth will say something else or it just doesn't align all the time Mm -hmm. so i feel like i have to repeat myself a lot i do have a stutter because of it as well um so the reason why i say this is because i'm not very articulate with words so it may come out a lot when i'm i'm talking about music and when i'm describing music and stuff so i just wanted to say that but oh my god 20 minutes later (laughs) It's like the SpongeBob one hour later uh, (laughs) meme. So yeah, we are going to get started with music. Did you want to add anything to the intro before we get started? No, I agree with everything you said as far as, I mean, I, I, as much as I know about you, I didn't realize that music, I mean, I knew you were a music lover, but, but to say that it involves every single aspect of your life, of your being, the fact that you hear it inside your head, that you eat, breathe, drink. Nonstop. Um, that's that's amazing. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I do. I, I like music a lot. I definitely hear um, music in my head sometimes, especially when I'm trying to drive myself to a place or push myself to something, but mm-hmm. not to the extent at all, you know, that you describe. Uh, mm. But that's that's awesome. It sounds like yeah. your life has this uh, soundtrack going on yes. in the background. Right now, there is music playing in my head while I'm speaking to you. It's Does it have anything it's to do song. with the context of what's happening in the moment? Like, no. if, if no. oh, 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 well, that's so odd. Well, you know what? Actually, you're right. In this instant, it does. But it, it's not always that. I will make a, a song from like just cleaning for example if i don't have music playing i will make up a song out of nowhere so it's constant i I feel like i have i may be wrong for those people that um are either therapists or psychologists or whatever i'm sorry but it's almost like i have schizophrenia but with music it's always my voice singing the song so like right now because of particular episode to answer your question i have the madonna song playing in my head music makes the people come together <laughs> like that has been playing since i pressed record on the episode it's not going away oh it's playing goodness. right now as i'm talking to you but it's in my voice which is hilarious but madonna's classic too madonna's a madonna's eternal you know what i mean uh, yeah, uh, legendary i don't know her music exactly legendary. exactly but that yeah that's amazing i've uh, so what is your background? You were talking. Oh. But as far as music? Yeah, so I gave a little background of how important it is to me, but uh if you could give us a brief summary of what music Um it distracts me during the day because I have ADD. Um a lot I'm of people so don't offended. know this, but offended I'm offended about that what? music is just a distraction to you. 
to me. No, no, it's no, no, like... no. That's just one. That's just oh, one. Gotcha. One. Okay. okay. Because while the music's going in my in my left ear, in my right ear, I'm talking to my customers all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's ADHD. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it, that's how I distract it in order to be able to focus. I let it chase the music around inside my head and play with it while my the rest of my brain is having a process or deal with customers and whatnot. It's still also a, a driving tool for me because, you know, if, I, if I'm not feeling very energetic, uh, I'm not kidding. A good song will have far superior of an effect than a cup of coffee. Mm. It, it'll, it'll awaken me from the inside. It'll... Um, in a way that when you put on a song, how it can take you right back to a moment in time, yeah. it's uh, it's kind of that same feeling, but except you're willingly choosing. You know, everybody's got that song that they can see themselves walk into a room in slow motion while the song's going in the background. Don't don't act like you don't have that song. Everybody's got a theme song. I don't you know? unless I'm drunk. <laughs> I only have theme songs when I'm drunk. Is there any other time to have a theme song? <laughs> but of course, of course, you know, and it, and it always plays while you're walking in slow motion, you know, and there's there's wind, you know, moving your clothes. Yeah, you know, for me, it's a whole production. It's just funny. For me, it's, it's a whole thing. You're saying. You know, it's not just the music. You no, know, I'm laughing because you're saying like, yeah, it's slow motion. And in my mind, I pick because I'm, I'm, I'm an artist, so I visualize everything that people say. Um, so when you said slow motion, I see myself just racing past you going super fast. As I'm moving in slow motion, <laughs> yeah. you like walk past me twice, look around, like, are you okay? You're moving real slow. And I'm just like, yeah. Again, like that. yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, you're high as fuck That's and great. I'm drunk as fuck. <laughs> and you're like, this is awesome. And I'm like, this is great. Yeah, no, I get it. That's like the like the sloth from the Zoom movie. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite characters. Um, All right. I don't know. It, for me, it's I, it's every day, though. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't ever go a day without listening to music, yeah. without, um, you know, I have my mixes. Uh have my mixes for occasions i have my mixes and playlists for people hmm. uh i have my my pain mixes my workout mixes um i think probably one of the most proud ones that i've made is uh, my indestructible what is that about finding that fire within yourself finding that strength within yourself when you're tired like it's so strong that it, Sometimes I'll I'll be walking or jogging and and I'm like I'm beat I'm tired and the right song will come on and I will literally I will get goosebumps all over and before you know it I'm running and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I, I completely relate to everything you said. Like I said, if I if it's not if music is not playing if I don't have it playing in the background in some way shape or form then I have it playing in my mind. So it is constant for me. It's nonstop. Um, Before we get into the music that we listen to nowadays, I think we should leave that for the end. And just like the template that we had 
for last episode, the self-image one, I think it'd be really cool if we go through in steps from the beginning to, you know, the now moment. Um, now music, remember that CD? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> now music, 285. Um, so let's get started, because I think for both of us, we mentioned a little bit on the previous episode being born in the 80s well for me and then being raised in the 90s of course that has a huge influence on it um so for you it would be the 70s being born in the 70s and being uh mm. i was i was born in the 70s i appreciate you uh letting our audience know. uh they they know by now that i like um, people getting old so of do. course i'm going to bring do. that up i i would love I by the way great. i would fucking love to say that i was born in the 70s so i don't know what you're talking about um oh no 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 i don't i don't think it a bad thing because uh although i was born in the 70s it's uh i got a lot of that from my dad like uh -huh. most of the influence that i listened to once getting into the united states um was because of what was popular at the mm. time but it, i got it from so many different uh places just getting to the states when i was eight turning nine uh and coming from puerto rico you know obviously in puerto rico i'm going to be exposed to traditional salsa merengue uh, a lot of spanish music a lot of uh, spanish composers and whatnot but as a child music wasn't something that I gravitated towards mm. it wasn't something that was a part of my life or uh that I would ever imagine would become such a such a big part of my life. It wasn't until I got to the states that I started to listen to a lot more music and uh it was just a a musical journey but it, thanks to my dad uh and, and my mom, I was exposed to disco so abba. A lot of uh, oh goodness, Dancing Queen. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that song. And so, do, are you saying that so your childhood first started, your first experience with music? If you can go back into your memory, your first experience with music was disco music. Would you say that? Uh no, it was mostly salsa merengue, okay. but because of you know um, mom and dad being alive in the 60s and 70s i was exposed mm. particularly that he was more of the the disco guy um mom loved her traditional salsa merengue and she loved a lot of uh, baladas mm -hmm. as well um it just wasn't something that that caught my attention as a kid and later on i would actually be embarrassed by it because dad used to love to blast his disco you know mm. uh and he nobody told him, nobody told him, hey, uh, Disco's dead. And he was like, he never got that memo. So, uh, so yeah, he would. Disco is not dead, blasted. by the way. No, of course not. <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, <laughs> you know, no, 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 I'm sorry. It is. And we're going to leave it in the grave. Um, it, it's, uh, it, look, it's only good. It's only good during this month. And then it's done. Okay. Okay. It's done. This okay, is the only fair. month that's good. That's okay. Fair. You um, know. Uh don't get me wrong, there's there's a lot of bangers. I, I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of I love a lot of, a lot of the covers, a lot of the remakes, ew. you know, how they've modernized. How dare you? 
I'm a cover fan. Oh, you don't like oh covers? Oh my fucking god. No, I'm sorry. No, I what? I can't stand it. No, there there's very very few covers that I can tolerate, but the majority I'm like I will I I want to break the radio. Like I it I I get violent. Oh my god. No. I get violent. No. <laughs> I get violent. No. I get violent. I get violent. Like how fucking dare you? It's like, no, no, it's no! Like but you got to you got to take into consideration what a cover is, uh, like so. Okay, it it a cover for me is a reimagining of a song that touched someone. Okay, like just real quick. Never thought in my life that I would hear. You remember suavemente? Suavemente, the, besame. Yes. Okay, go. Yes. You're never gonna believe this, but. I literally was on Spotify one day and I let the playlist run and it ran out and it started matching stuff in that category. And it, I literally heard the cover of Suavemente in rock. Ew. Oh, yes. Oh, no. oh, yes. Yes. And, and you know what? You're right. It was, it was garbage. All right. I almost, you know, stuck a hot screwdriver in my ear because I was like, what is this? But at the same time, I was very impressed mm. that that to you're talking about salsa to rock. I mean, I That's can American. I can appreciate the uh, tributes and the yeah, the, um, like you said, the reimagining and the recreation of it, you know. But it's just oh, I just it, it kills it for me. Like, it really kills it. I can't. It depends. It just depends on how it's done and your relationship to the core yeah, material. Because true. if you're in love with the core material and some some prick comes in and, mm -hmm. you know, does the play school version of it, you're going to be like, somebody please, like, take a flamethrower to that guy's house. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I love covers, you know. Uh, and And you're right about the tribute. Oh yeah, no. So it was it was mostly a salsa merengue stuff until I got to the United States, and then um, I was introduced to American eighties rock. Oh, oh, that is that is. Oh yeah, that is my baby. It's my child. Oh, well, eighties hairband rock mm -hmm. is uh, what started it. My my sister was into Def Leppard. Uh, I started listening to Poison. Uh, my cousin handed me Motley Crue, and and I kept all that for a couple of years until I got uh, into high school. And then I found, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, they're uh, Metallica. Uh, so, <laughs> never, never, yeah, yeah, me neither. It's, so it's not like they're I, the first band that taught me how to uh, play guitar for the first time. It's not like they're... <laughs> I did not know that. Really? Yeah, Metallica. Really? Like, are you fucking kidding me? I did not know you were such a such a Metallica fan. I I'm mean, in their early Metallica, work. I haven't really... Yeah, their early work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody says that, right? Now, now before you... So you're talking about high school, right? Yeah, yeah. Middle school, middle school was mostly so uh, childhood. 90s so, rap. so let's let's recap a little bit so I can understand here because there's just so much going on. Um, so childhood, you got introduced to music with a lot of salsa and merengue, um, but that wasn't your thing. You've also were exposed to disco. So I'm I'm trying to build a timeline here. 
and then Correct. you came to the United States. Oh, you were saying that you weren't even, I didn't acclimate. yeah, you didn't acclimate to Nope. I never acclimated to any of okay. it. And it wasn't until I got here, until mm. I was introduced. Because uh, just rock, rock in general, it, it's so, you know, so lively and it was so loud. And the the guitar, for some reason, the guitar always resonated. Like I would hear some melody. You know what I'm talking about, those very long intros that you think, is this song instrumental? Mm -hmm. No, it's just a really long intro. And I love instrumental rock. Oh, oh it's just you feel it you feel it and i did that's what happened i felt the music and once i felt the music it was it was something that became a part of me um but yeah yeah that was pretty much the beginning what about you what where did your musical because you you hear remember all the way back then don't you so yeah so well so with me my childhood my mother was born in the 50s but she listened she was a teenager in the 70s you know the 60s and 70s so she absolutely loved um a lot of uh disco too she loved abba so all, all of the kind of you know the bgs which i i still love um so i grew up with that very much 70s um she likes some foreign as well so that's when i got introduced to french music um wow uh, italian a lot of italian french uh yeah a lot of american majority of the music she listened to was american um but a lot of 70s so my childhood was more of that and and then fast forward to i think like pre middle school uh it was a lot of techno i would say between really? the ages 11 and 13 i think it was just a lot of techno music. I mean, you have, you know, Alice DJ, Tiesto, Daft Punk as well, Sonique, Darude, ATB, Kylie Minogue. But that like rolled into my middle school, uh, which is like the early 2000s where, you know, that's the kind of like people started going to clubs and raves. Rave became a thing, a huge thing. Oh, so, yeah. And, and my brother, he actually went to a lot of clubs and my sister as well. My sister was her uh, boyfriend at the time. Um, he was very much into hip hop and he sang as well. So mm. they met Biggie. They've met. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, Biggie, Tupac, uh, Wyclef lauren hill wow coolio yeah they they met and she has pictures with them as well so um hip-hop was huge in my early years as well I, I think that that was a regular thing hip-hop and rap was a regular and pop as well i'm not gonna leave out pop but um that was continuously on the radio stations early 90s you know, until until Did you got. listen to mm. any freestyle or Latin hip hop? Oh yeah. Yeah. That that was like a little that Susie was, and Johnny O and... Oh yeah. Yeah. Um what's the name I'm thinking of? Uh the most popular one. I think a little not, Susie was up there. I'm not gonna remember. Yeah. But yeah, freestyle. Oh, of course not. You'll remember after this is done. Right, of course. exactly. You know, um 
but yeah, I do. I actually have a whole playlist of freestyle music, <laughs> and I can't remember oh my names goodness. just because I'm I'm horrible with names. Um, it's a time machine. Those those songs are time machines. Exactly. Uh, I I mean, it's just it's crazy. And the '90s rap, '90s rap. Uh, like as much as I loved rock, I had such an exposure to '90s rap that like I can do. Today was a good day on karaoke without the screen, hmm. without the screen. You you oh, were yeah. really all over the place. No, techno. I If I were to make a timeline of my life in music, techno makes up like a good 65 to 70%. Wow. It was huge. But just clubbing in general at that time was so huge from my mm -hmm. experience personally. My brother, he was in a bunch of clubs down here in Fort Lauderdale and in Broward, uh, Florida. It was just, it was huge. Miami, um, if you, you know, Miami Vice, GTA, that radio station, that, that station, the songs that play, that was my childhood. That's what I grew wow. up with. Um, so yeah, freestyle, hip hop, and then the combination of both. And then freestyle into techno was a very huge uh, part of me. And there's a lot of techno songs that I love, but I can't, I, I would be here forever naming all of them. So, um, yeah. You grew so... up in such a cool place. I'm sorry. Like oh, yeah. South Florida in general is is classified as one of those places that is always referenced as being cool you know yeah. or oh, something something fresh something happening exactly so like the fact that huge. you grew up there that's that's yeah. just wow do you At remember uh dj laz oh dj laz i actually have i was going through the list as you were speaking uh, so my freestyle playlist that i created all of my playlists on spotify i create so i have jade ghost town djs snow Enoj, TKA, Information Society, Tolga, Koro, Corona, Sapphire, Lil Susie, UU, Alexa, W, K7. Um, Holy moly. That's insane to me. But anyway, you miss cassette um, tapes? I, I wasn't a part of that. <clears throat> you were a CD gal, huh? Um, like I said, music was huge, so I would go to sleep with the radio right next to my ear, mm -hmm. and I would play music. I could not go to sleep unless I had music playing. Music being part of my life is an understatement. I can't say enough how much of an influence it was. But, but yeah, I don't want to keep rambling. But yeah, so I would say techno at that time was pretty huge. I will let you go ahead. What was your first CD? Oh, goodness. My I I was part of the cassette era. I was I was very much part of the cassette era. I used to record mm. off the radio. Um, it was really a time because you could literally sit by the radio and wait for that song that you have been waiting for all day long, and then as soon as it started, you're recording it. And it, it mm. was amazing also that you could create a mixtape for someone you know, to express how you felt. And later on, of course, it would be burning CDs. And I was more me. That's what I did. That's what I did most of it. Um, I will say I wasn't, I just got the, the tail end of cassettes um, and the beginning of CDs. But I do remember uh, because of the radio, I do remember recording. Um, I, I would actually record over my mom's old cassette tapes and she fucking no. hated. And these are like music from 
back when, you know, so, um, but yeah, I remember doing that. And I remember even singing with the radio um, at the time. So, but yeah, that man, man, you know, that was the fucking, that was gold. You can't take that back. Do you still have CDs? Be honest. Do you still have any of your CDs? I have three albums of CDs. Three albums. I mean, you mean like three the, book the, of the CDs. Books, yeah. Um, the zip up books. Three. Three of them full of CDs. And okay. in the in, in I have one. Ninety percent. <laughs> I will say ninety percent is all burned CDs that I created because I I was that person. Wow. That used to burn CDs for people. Um, but yeah, back to you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cassettes. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. I I just I remember that. I remember burning CDs for people or uh, going to uh, Sam Goody. Mm, you remember, remember going to Sam Goody and standing in front of the, you know, the, the sample desk. You know, let me tell you something. I remember the very first time, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to move ahead, but it was just, I said Sam Goody and it reminded me. Um, the first time I heard The Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Mm. It was literally in one of those stations. And, and my girlfriend at the time looks at me and she says, you need to listen to this. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, right? So I put on the headset and it, I was instantly, I was completely blown away. And you know what? I think there's something to be said that's, you know, as, as time passes by and technology moves forward, we, we kind of feel like we lose something in the way that people hold on to records, you know, and they, they always say, well, the sound is better on a record, you know. I, I can't really attest to that, but I miss that. I miss being able to walk into a music store yeah. for the sole purpose of finding new music and being able to, let me listen to this and see what I think. Oh, this sounds pretty good. Let me, let me buy this CD and then go to my car and jam it the hell out on the way home, you know, mm -hmm. and then go home and burn a CD and give it to my friend and say, dude, I just bought this. Check it out. Yeah. It, it's uh I mean, kids these days have it way easier. They'll just, you know, email you a link or something. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I feel like as it's gotten easier, something got lost, but uh, you can't really complain about it being easier. My first CD, and this was in middle school, was uh, Brian Adams. And I can't remember. <gasps> Prince can't of remember. Thieves oh. himself, Brian Adams? Yeah, I think it was his greatest hits. and. I know that that whole album, his greatest hits from start to finish. And because I, I, I would have a CD player and uh, take you to school. My mom used to drop me off super early and I would replay the whole CD over and over and over and over and over again until. <laughs> till oh, no. Yeah, you leave not, it on but... repeat. You leave it on repeat yeah. until you can turn it off and keep singing every single song by heart. Um, but but you have one CD. In order to change the music, you have to take out the CD and put it. I'm telling you, and I know I sound like eh, kids these days have it easy, God. and they do. They do. They have it way easier. You know what I mean? And back in my day, and not kidding. You know, you that if the cassette got tangled up, that's it. It's over for you. It is done. Uh, and it was, it was with CDs. If you got a scratch on it and everything was jamming good, all of a sudden you got to oh, skip. It. Oh, 
Oh, forget, forget it. it. You know, and you would do you would do all the things too. You would. I, I remember um, toothpaste doing at, at, at the toothpaste. I even did one time. I remember getting a banana, <laughs> a banana on it, and then like cleaning it off. I never did off. that one. I, I never did, did it. the banana. I did the banana. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, all of that. But that that's early. That's later in life. But so I wanted to talk about. So we did all the middle school and shit. What is uh an album? Your earliest memory of an album. There is that one album that you remember from childhood or your teenage years that just it was like the record of your life or like the biography of your life like what was that album that just like defined you in your teenage um, years do you have one yes i do i do and you're gonna be like really but oh. uh it, it's uh it was metallica's and justice for all hmm. it was literally it was i was in my uh teenager brooding black all the time you know just dark and the world is such a bleak place and you know everything sucks you know and like school sucks and like teachers suck and parents don't even get me started on parents but you know what doesn't suck Metallica I was I was that <laughs> teenager and and just as for all beginning and um it, I felt like it was music to a certain extent with a message especially when you listen to the lyrics of uh of the title track and justice for all you know it talks about you know it's not about justice it's about winning and and that was one of the things that resonated with me at the time because even as a kid i saw that there were kinks you know i saw that that i knew there was something wrong i knew that that things weren't the way that they should be you know that there was a lot of a lot of bad a lot of suffering a lot of people were being uh, hurt and all of that resonated with me you know for me at the time it was a masterpiece and I can genuinely say that I can pop that in and forget it I'm I'm still there I, it'll take me right back yeah. to high school but um, it was just so so very well executed and it was still when they had Cliff I'm not mistaken it was still when they had Cliff Burton God rest his soul, uh, before Kirk Hammett became the, the bassist. You know about all that, right? I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like a big uh, Metallica oh, fan. Oh, no. I, I used to watch their documentaries or the rockumentaries on MTV. Uh, oh. I, oh, no. I was, I was heavily invested. I, know, I, I mean, Lars Ulrich, the drummer, uh, James Hetfield, the lead, uh, former at the time Jason Newstead, uh, and and then there was Kirk Hammett, which was uh, oh my goodness, I can't remember his name all of a sudden, but he was he replaced the original bassist, which died in a in a bus accident while they were on tour, yeah. and it's gonna come to me afterwards. But yeah, Metallica was was it, and and Justice for All was one of those. Uh, what about you? Which one? Which one was the one? The one you you left on repeat for the longest time? Because I know that's what this, this is really about. How long did you leave this it on is, repeat? This was so for me. That album was oh, remember when I said in the last episode, middle school was it was hell for me. It was mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. I went through a lot. This album is the story of my life in every single song 
And what's crazy about it is the, the, the track list, if you look at the track list of the album, every single song is a stage that I went through at that time, which is fucking wild to me. All right, the suspense um, is killing me. You need to drop it. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would have never guessed. Um, so this is going to be No Doubt, and it is going to be Return to Saturn. Gwen Stefani? Gwen Stefani, my wife. I think she's great, yeah, by the way. I think she's she's just, She's... Uh, early Stefani was was just oh she she was everything and and uh, the song artificial sweetener when I first heard it I was going through a moment in my life where I had people come in and out of my life at that time and as you mentioned and I mentioned as well I went through things earlier than other people um mm -hmm. and at that time aside from the shit that I was going that I was experiencing at home, I also had my middle school years. But Artificial Sweetener to me, she talks about being in relationships with people and just going from one to the next, one to the next, having all these relationships with different people and not knowing herself while she's in these relationships with people i see the so, lyrics i see what you mean oh yeah so so let let me go through it so she says i'm full of artificial sweetener my heart's been deceitful it's all artificial sweetener i'm faking i love yous you're forcing me to and wow. that just spoke to me in her fucking beautiful voice and i'm not even going to get into how no doubt was like such a big part of ska at that time you were a ska but... fan oh yeah i was i was a I remember i was a punk rocker at that time um no, so no I, can, I can abide was... punk it's it's ska that yeah <laughs> yeah what, what that it's so for, weird for me yeah, you... ska and disco are you know those are those are two that i was ready to just you know really the mighty mighty bostones it, it like somebody that's, clawing a chalkboard in front of that's me that's so funny but no, you know what me. this she that's yeah, one thing she, i've always been told about her music that it's very in-depth like she expresses oh, a lot in it yes so she was going through not even i'm not even going to get into the relationships she was having with her because her brother was in the band and her boyfriend at the time aside from that it's just the way she spoke like the depths of her fucking soul you know what i mean you heard yeah. it in her voice and aside from it just being beautiful but oh uh, yeah the, the yeah absolutely um and then also in that album going through all the songs that were in that particular album you have ex-girlfriend which is very popular um, I'm sure uh, Bathwater was pretty popular, Six Feet Under, Magic's in the Makeup, uh, Marry Me and New, Too Late, Comforting Lie, the two songs that spoke to me, The Artificial Sweetener, and then also Simple Kind of Life. And I'm going to go through the lyrics and I'll explain. Simple Kind of Life, it was the description of what i wanted thought i wanted there is a lyric in that song where she says all the simple things are simply too complicated for my life and all i wanted was the simple things a simple kind of life and then she goes on to say and all i needed was a simple man so i can be a wife and like the music video is just absolutely beautiful but 
in that song she talks about how she's so complicated as a person and she gets involved with these men who absolutely adore her but what she's after is something greater and she, she can't get past herself and how yeah. complicated she is but she's she gets in her own way some of this music like I, oh, i'm yeah. not gonna lie to you I'm i don't i'm you. not a student of no doubt but as i'm reading some of these lyrics um i, I don't know just a lot of this feels you know very very relatable oh, it is very me it is very me they even in that song she says i'm like a sick domestic abuser looking for a fight wow but all i wanted was a simple man so i can be a wife and, and she repeats this over and over and over that's painful it, it's painful the, the whole song is painful but the whole album like the whole album to describe who i was as a teenager I, I'll, I'll i'll go over it with you because it Everybody's like I could go on and mix. on, especially like I said, the younger No Doubt era, it was very personal. All her music is very personal, um, but it's relatable as well. Hmm. So yeah, that was Return to Saturn. That was that was a huge part of my life. And by the way, when I say when I say that music replays in in my mind over and over again. That album is the only album I can sing from start to finish. Every single note, I can sing the instruments, I can sing the pauses, I can sing the whole album. Wow. Wow. I can do. It, it means a lot to me. It's it's my everything. But that that's still not my favorite album, which we'll get to. But so Metallica for you. What was the title of the Injustice album? Injustice for all. Injustice for all. And uh, for me, it was no doubt Return to Saturn. So I would like to move on. What was an album that was a huge part of your life in a way of an awakening? There was a part of my life where I had my first awakening and it was like, like it changed with you. It grew with you. Yeah. It was like part of your journey. Do you have uh, music? Just not not an album, but like music. What kind of music were you listening to? And you can go, you know, fast forward to your twenties, um, thirties. After what was... after high school, it was a big blur. Um, and don't get me wrong, in high school, I did I did have other things. I I did have rap. I did have rock, but rock definitely dominated. After high school, it's it was a big big just long. I guess the only way I can describe it is my LimeWire mm. days, because I literally, <clears throat> I started like this database of music that then I eventually moved onto my phone. Like I bought a micro SD card literally for the music by itself. And, in, you know, this was before we were streaming. So I had like gigs upon mm. gigs of music on my phone and I had a special a player that I would play them on on my phone. LimeWire was great for me because it wasn't just free music. That's how I found new music. And those days were mostly, that's when I got into some of the heavier stuff, you know, because Metallica is heavy, but I'm talking about, I started getting more into Screamo, yeah. uh, some of the harder stuff, some of the, you know, faster metal. And I really, really got real heavy into industrial. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to work at a venue in San Antonio called the White Rabbit. 
and it was one of the premier rock clubs. And I got to see some of the just most awesome local talent. Uh, I missed Five Finger Death Punch because oh. Five Finger Death Punch oh. used to play at the White Rabbit on a regular. And and if you saw how small and quaint this place was, you'd be like even. But I did. I got to see the Jenna Tortures. I got to see Godhead. I got to see a lot of a lot of local, just really good bands, and um, it, it was just my heavy heavy metal headbanger days, you know. Uh, yes, the hair, long hair. It, it was. I remember the first day I actually started working at the White Rabbit. The uh, the bouncer, the head bouncer in security, gave me my White Rabbit shirt, and I didn't even think it through. I showed up on my first day, sleeves cut off of my White Rabbit shirt, uh, wearing broken handcuffs, like one handcuff on one hand and one handcuff on the other, and my hair was green and I had antennas. Like I did the whole hairspray antenna green. I'm talking like antennas, antenna. These things were close to a foot off my head. That's how long my bangs were. Uh, and I remember getting there and he looks at me. He's like, there we go. Now you look the part. Come on in. You know, it was it was an experience. But the music, the music was what I loved the most. I didn't do that job for the money. That was my part time. And I remember the boss would be like money or beer. And I, the first time he said, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, open bar or do you want to get paid hourly? And it was my second job. I was there for the music. I was part of the pit crew. I was the one who made sure that if a pit broke out, that nobody got hurt. Or if I had the opportunity to stop the pit from forming in the first place, then I would. But it was the pit was, it was everything for me. It was such a uh, incredible energy to be a part of because you fall down in that pit. Demolished. Guess what? You're going to get impaled and you're going to become part of the center. Exactly. You're going to get curb some, then they're going to put your body up for display and, you know, make it part of the scenery. It's crazy. It's like Slayer. It's over for you. But in this place, it wasn't like that. If somebody fell down, you'd see people rush to pick that person up. You know, you had little kids. I say kids, but they were like 13, 12. Uh, but the music, that was it. That's why I was really there. So uh, it was a it was a time it was a time in my life that I can genuinely look back upon and think wow I lived through that uh, what about you well well how how old were you at this time do you remember uh, that was early late teens early twenties um, you know I was uh, I was during the day I was telemarketing and at night I was moshing it up uh, mm -hmm. at the White Rabbit. It's totally the experience. I I absolutely love concerts as well. Or just live music for me is just is transformative. To be honest, live music yeah. is just everything. You can't no speaker in this world can no audio or speaker quality can give you the same effect that you can get uh, from an in person. Um, even if the music is shitty, to be honest, like I love. I don't go to clubs. I go to bars, and particularly bars that play live music on the days that play live music, just because of that. Because I I want the experience. I want the shitty music. I I live for that. I love it. Um, so that's fun. Uh, I do have life changing time in my life. Uh, this was twenty thirteen. 
I'd say I was about 20s. I already had both of my kids at this time, but I was all over the place. This was a time where I was hungry for music more than I typically am. Um, I lost 65 pounds at that time. I started going to the gym hardcore. I was a vegetarian for about a whole month. I committed to that. And even eating for the first couple of weeks, raw veggies. Raw? Raw, legit raw, like uncooked. You mean know, like raw carrots, but like I, what I other committed. veggies would you eat raw? Oh, broccoli, cauliflower. Uh, you ate raw broccoli? Chickpeas. Oh no, like I, I'm, I'm telling you straight up, I was, I, I was going through it at that time um the point is at that time i had my first awakening my first spiritual awakening is what i'm trying to say here and it was all about me it was like i took off the rose colored glasses or they fell off my face forcefully basketball fucking hit my face and they fell straight to the floor um right. yeah it was that punch in the fucking face and it left bruises and cuts and 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 i bled very profusely but yeah i i was completely strict i went to the gym i it was all the focus came back to me music drove um, that for you music drove exactly it did um put the headphones in and i didn't i didn't take them off but that's when i first experienced indie music i was uh music is always discovery for me i'm always discovering artists um but indie music which mm -hmm. is independent music um you know very experimental music uh which it, it's still a, yeah. a, a thing now but um at that time i didn't know what that was new alternative another word for them would be like alternative like the new kind of alternative not our 90s alternative um, but that would be like Sia, I rediscovered Bjorg, Sohn, 70s music came back in my life. I rediscovered 70s. So again, Bee Gees, Elton John, I'm not even going to get into Elton John because I think he is one of the greatest artists of all time. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, Eagles, Holland Oates, I could go on and on. But the indie playlist I will list below just because it is part of the music that I mostly listen to now. 70s music, hard rock music, I, I will get into in a bit. Um, actually, I should probably transition to that and then go back to you. And then when I got to the gym is when I went hardcore and this was during my separation from my ex-husband i went hard rock soft rock classical nice. rock was on my playlist and i have a huge hard rock like oh like, hard rock like what my time no You're my time like a, a little bit of grunge but i would say like you know three days grace breaking benjamin you you mentioned five finger death punch uh ah. avenged uh, Avenge disturbed, disturbed, Avenge Sevenfold, um, Chris Cornell, one of the greatest artists of all time, which is my favorite. Uh, but I got back into like Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Foo Fighters, all of that, all of that. Uh, it's so, so good. good. And it, it's like so it good. pumped my fucking blood, <laughs> you know, during that time, during during a separation or divorce. Yes. It, it was my mom let me borrow her car at that time 
and it was like a 2005 Montero that did not have AC and did not have uh, working speakers. So I would use my Bluetooth speaker, plug it into my phone, and I would open every single window in the car and fucking blast that motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I was like, I I wanted to hard rock music was music that completely. I'm saying hard rock because hard rock was the majority of uh, of the the genre of music that got me through my divorce. But I mean, all kinds of rock, soft, eighties, nineties. Uh, so hard, uh, hard rock music, rock music was it, yeah, it got me through a divorce. I, I don't know what else to say about it. That's still that's does baby. that for me, by the way, that, that the whole rock and <clears throat> for me, but mm. it's, it's evolved. It's evolved so much. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, metal's dead, metal's dead. And I'm like, wow, really? I, but yeah, I it's feel like, like it's you're evolved. Saying, it, it's it's ever changing. It's evolved. For me, rock is rock. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of rock, but it's always yes. changed. But the spirit of music is going back to a place, like you said, you know, listening to Metallica was. It brings you back to the first time you heard that music. It brings you back to a memory. It brings you back to a time, to a conversation, to person to a, I always go back to it just because it just it was my rock it, literally it was my rock is what kept me going I like that when I I wanted to completely explode into a zillion little pieces rock kept me together yeah it was one of those things you could put on and turn off the thoughts exactly you didn't have to think you would just put it on and you would just fall into it yeah you know, you could stay in it and you could turn off whatever was going on in your life. Exactly. And and I'm not going to lie, it still in a lot of ways does that to me. Do you have any songs that you just can't hear without just mm. falling apart? Yes, yes. And we can get into that. Um, I do. So there is a song because I was just talking about marriage and I actually want to bring up. So you were saying falling into pieces. Now, there's those songs that are sad songs that are emotional mm. and uh, like it will make me sob i mean sob without hearing it mm -hmm. i'm not talking about that I, I will talk about that i actually have songs for that um but i do want to mention because i uh, going into hard rock and and how it, it it got me through my divorce um the song for me i'm a very thoughtful person <laughs> when i give gifts to people no two people that know me would get the same gift just because the gifts that i give are very they're very involved and very emotional and very meaningful um and i do that on purpose but um it's honestly mostly for me than them but um <laughs> during the time if you remember the last episode, I mentioned that my husband, my ex-husband was deployed. Um, he came back and it was our, our 10 year anniversary. And I made a slideshow video of everything we've gone through, which was a very hard time. And then we had to deal with deployment and I had to deal with everything I had to deal with. But I made a slideshow video of our whole journey which is funny because actually the song that I 
played was a song that he would sing me the lyrics of and oh my goodness and yeah so I, I i made the slideshow and i put that song which was our song uh till this day i cannot listen to that song not because i have an emotional it's not like a crying emotion it's more like hate because of ironically uh the lyrics of the song which okay so the song is called the song is called faithfully by journey uh Oh my god, I know that <laughs> song. of course you do who does it uh yeah so the lyrics to the song is um and being apart ain't easy on this love affair two strangers learn to fall in love again and this was like every time he was away of deployment and uh so so wait so the chorus is i get the joy of rediscovering you oh girl you stand by me i'm forever yours faithfully Yeah. <laughs> no you're not no you're fucking not like <clears throat> yeah. i would i i remember at that time that i was talking about after the divorce that song would come on not only would i immediately turn it off on the radio there was a moment where i yelled back to it i'm like no you fucking don't <laughs> is it like you fucking liar That's, I think that's a trigger. yeah We it call was we would call that song a trigger. you would call a a, a trigger um so it completely changed a song that i absolutely love to a song that i do not listen to and it's hard for me to listen to which is sad because i love journey Journey again kills. I'm horrible with I am horrible with names I know his first name is Stephen oh wait The former lead singer? Steve Perry I think it's Steve Perry but anyway um yeah so journey would be that song what is your song Faithfully. Wow. Um, I have a list. Uh, you know, when you when you handed me a a list of topics and and I came across this one, I specifically said, what song can you not listen to because of XYZ? And I remember I literally wrote underneath it how much time you got because I have, I, I have basically a, a personal playlist, not an actual playlist, but it, I have one for my son, uh, which is Fade In slash Fade Out by Nothing More, uh, which is, if you've never heard it, it's literally about a, uh, a son seeing his father. in that light, you know, and then realizing that one day, you know, he talks about his father and then can't even, I can't even talk about this shit without getting emotional. I, can, I ain't even hearing this song and I'm It's getting okay. emotional. It's crazy. It's okay. It's crazy. But he talks about his dad and, and it, it just little by little stems from, it goes from him talking about his dad and how he changed the way he sees his dad to his son. And Oh. Oh no no it's 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 beautiful it's So it's like it's like butterfly kisses but for like for father and the son yeah the and it's for and father it's rock and son. it's honestly if you've never heard it just because i know that you like rock just because i know it's it is a beautiful beautiful song and it's very well written and i don't i'm sure you're familiar with the band nothing more and it, it their music in general is It's very emotionally charged. I, I definitely highly recommend that band to anybody. There's, there's a song by them called Jenny, uh, and that one destroyed me while while my while my wife was in the hospital before I before she passed. Uh, that song, Jenny, was. You know how sometimes you know you're about to go into an emotionally charged situation, but you need to be strong. 
So you, yeah. you kind of prep for it. And the way you prep for it is by getting all that stuff out of your chest and off your, yeah. you know, like you cry it out and then you're set to go. Like you empty the bucket, you're ready to fill it back up. That was one of those songs that I would put on before I'd go to the hospital or before I knew I was going to get some shitty ass news. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to be strong in a little bit. So let's go ahead and empty the bucket. And I put that song on and it would just destroy me. Um, Nine Inch Nails, Losing Hope. And it's weird that it's one of those songs for me because it's fully instrumental. There's no lyrics to it. But when you listen to it, it takes your heart. And, and I, I, to this day, I still can't. I can't hear it. Uh, I'm going to send that one to you specifically. I think I you're going to like that wait. one. Um, but uh, Gone Away by The Offspring, then covered by Five Finger Death Punch, was one of those because of Angela. And yeah, the Five Finger Death Punch cover is that much more painful. Like you can hear it. I don't know who he lost, but it was it was very painful. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Did you like know who he lost but it's it's so good i know what you're talking i'm laughing because i know what you're talking about when an artist fucking sings their heart like they sing from the fucking depths of their soul you feel it it like it you feel it you it's a feeling it's not a voice it's not the music it's a feeling transmitted through the fucking radio it's amazing but that's why it that touches music you does and and it's almost like you're sharing that pain with that person and you, you're not, uh, you don't feel alone in it. You don't feel like you're the only one who's gone through it and you listen to it and it's very cathartic. Um, but gone away. Oh no. I, and I dream of doing that song karaoke because the five finger death punch version, I feel like I can hold that tune a little better, but I get, I don't know, halfway through it and I'm in shambles and I don't really feel like depressing the whole bar. <laughs> By losing and they're like, what's your, is he okay? Yeah, is seriously. Okay? Like, I could see the manager and get him off the stage. Get him off the stage. Our sales just went down. This guy's depressing the shit out of people. Get him off the stage now. You know, um, back in the day, it was Mama, I'm Coming Home by Ozzy Osbourne. And for yeah, self-explanatory. I know that song very well. I know you do. I know you do. The whole, I've seen your face a thousand. Oh, oh stop, Ozzy. Stop it. I don't feel like crying about mom right now. You know? Uh, but there's so many of those songs for me, you know. Actually, it was Leaving Hope, Not Losing Hope by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, but yeah, honestly, yeah, that, that's a lot of my emotionally charged songs that I can't hear. I feel like you have a list, too, like you're just holding back. I have a list. Okay, so like I said, Faithfully is one that I can't listen to. But if we're getting into influential, my top influential bands or greatest songs of all time or greatest lyrics, I want to get into that because that list for me is huge. The song that did it for me, that broke me completely black pearl jam those lyrics i repost it and i know some of the people here that watch my stories on instagram they probably hate me because i keep posting the mtv unplugged they have um a ton of videos of performances live performances when mtv was a thing of these artists uh they had a lot of rock at that time but eddie vetter aside from him being my husband which he is he he just doesn't know it yet but we've been married for after actually after my divorce is when we got married um but he is just fucking delicious 
delicious man and even now like he doesn't have long hair anymore but he is just him and chris cornell which i have pictures of both of them together um and they've collabed as well with uh, uh chris cornell was in audio slave and uh sound garden uh, temple of the dog temple of the dog is the one that eddie vetter was in but yeah. um yeah so so eddie vetter uh pearl jam i keep saying eddie vetter but pearl jams black this song will have me in shambles and his performance the mtv performance so the lyrics that touch me which i actually made a shirt of by the way uh greatest lyrics of all time and i actually might say it may be the not only the greatest written song of all time but the greatest lyrics of the uh, love lyrics of all time but he starts by saying all the five horizons revolved around her soul as the earth to the sun and now the air that I tasted and breathed has taken its turn. Motherfucker. All the five horizons revolved around her soul as the earth to the sun. Like, excuse That's me? Depth. That's depth. Um, and then this, this right here. And all I taught her, because it's about a song of a guy being in love with this girl. And he's in a relationship with her. And she leaves him for another guy and he says and i wrote this on the shirt and now my bitter hands chafe beneath the clouds of what was everything all the pictures have all been washed in black tattooed everything yeah yes he ends with i know someday you'll have a beautiful life i know you'll be a star in somebody else's sky but why oh why can't it be mine like I can't tell you. The listeners probably think I'm fucking crazy, but no, nah, no, nah, I think they can relate. And and it doesn't matter how many times I listen to that song or that performance. Which, by the way, if you're gonna listen to that song and you haven't heard it, hello, who are you? But um, Pearl Jam Black, listen, watch it. Don't listen to it. YouTube, MTV Unplugged, uh, Pearl Jam Black and you hear it in his voice and it's trembling and he has this beautiful raspy delicious voice he's just a beautiful man him and chris cornell is like the two best male vocalists on the entire planet they are rock gods of all the gods that ever existed it's funny you're saying all this and, and our audience can't see you, but I, you're, as you're quoting the rock gods, you're sitting here doing it in a flannel and it's so fitting, you know, right? you couldn't, you couldn't possibly do it in any other, in a sleeveless flannel with, with a sweater, you know, sweater sleeves. I'm telling you right now, yes, the, the grunge gods would be very pleased with your, with your uh, tribute, with your homage. Uh, you know with your respect i have several songs like that um i mean as far as if you had a song that that was it like the song and i know for you this is going to be practically impossible but mm, there is about, it's black what is it? that's it's it black. really that's, that's the song that that's defines it. you and i didn't even get to my favorite album of all time yeah i, I can i can go because you did mention a few that were emotional for you but um elton john goodbye yellow brick road the whole goodbye yellow brick album is phenomenal i can't tell you how influential inspiring 
Elton John has been for me, uh, but he's up there with the greatest artists of all time. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, the song, is about uh, expressing, breaking from the roots and going into exploring. Goodbye Yellow Brick album also has Benny and the Jets, which is also one of my favorite songs of all time. And then I have, fast forward to Bjorg is a gift from the spiritual realm. I, I can't even describe her. An alien from the spiritual realm to humanity. Just like a little cute package full of energy. <laughs> like I can't, she is just fucking amazing and I have downloaded and purchased every single album she has ever made. Pagan Poetry is about desperation for love and the soul connections, um, but she talks about being submissive to that love. Um, and the video is just, it, it's breathtaking. She, she's an artist. She has, she's beyond an artist. She's a fucking alien. She is just, her music, she loves music. She loves sound and it translates. It, it's not even about the lyrics. It's about a feeling. Had that song as a ringtone for a very long time. And that's exactly what the song does for me. Um, I'm going to go quick here because I don't want to keep going on and on. I've already had, but um, these songs that I'm going to say right now, they completely uh, pull the rug beneath me. They're both Phil Collins, Against All Odds, uh, reminds me a lot of my marriage. His band, Genesis, Hold On My Heart. And I'm going to get into Hold On My Heart in a second, but Against All Odds, for me, with the marriage, his lyrics are, you're the only one who really knew me at all. And then the lyrics that I think everybody knows of that song is, take a look at me now. There's just an empty space because you coming back to me is against all odds. And that's what I got to face. But it reminded me a lot of my... And then this song here by Genesis, but again, Phil Collins, it makes me tear up every time. Hold on my heart. He is singing to his heart. And I don't think I've ever heard a song do that before. I don't recall ever a song in the video is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I love it so much. It's all in black and white. But he says, hold on my heart. We both know we've been here before. We both know what can happen. Uh, and then he also says, I will be there for you whenever you want me to whenever you call i will be there and he's talking to his heart and it's like it's beautiful it's in, it's insane um uh, the instrumentals of that song Excellent. that almost sounds about self-love about self-kindness it you know, is about taking he, care of your emotional health yeah he he's addressing so he's talking about a woman and he says don't rush in this time just sit back and uh, appreciate the love that you have for her because you know what's going to happen if you rush in so he's talking directly to his heart um i have to send you that video it, it's so beautiful and it's another song that i keep posting on my stories every time i hear it oh it's it's so wonderful and another artist that i absolutely love simply read the song for your babies he's singing to a woman in his life or singing making the song for a man singing to a woman in their life can be their mother their spouse whatever um so i relate to it in that way so the lyrics are and once again this is simply read 
for your babies. And he says her faith is amazing. The pain that she goes through contained in the hope for you. Your whole world has changed. The years have been spent before seem more cloudy than blue. And I know I do most anything you want, baby. <laughs> um, and then, at, of course you did. It's simply red. And then at the end of the song, he says, or at the end of the chorus, he says, I don't believe in many things, but in you, I do. It, it's beautiful. It is, it's a gorgeous song. Um, so I'm going to let you speak a little bit just because... <laughs> I've talked a lot and it's funny because I've mentioned in previous episodes how I'm not a romantic, but music does that to me. <laughs> That's what I was literally, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever seen or heard, experienced this level of energy from you because, you know, if it's one thing that I can genuinely say about you is you don't indulge bullshit. You don't indulge fantasies. You know, you're, you're about... Uh, and, and you know what, but this, this does kind of reveal something about you. You may not be about bullshit and you may not be about mm -hmm. fantasy and, you know, all that make-believe crap. But when it comes to real, real romantic, real devotion, you, I'm talking about the kind of love that people write stories about men crossing oceans, you know, I truly believe love is the most powerful force in the universe. And and music is one of those things that just wakes that up inside you. You know, um, Killswitch Engage, their former lead singer, mm, I can't remember his name, but he ended up leaving the band due to health reasons and started another band of his own called Light the Torch. Uh, he actually had a couple of projects, but um, there's a song that he, he sings called Without Your Love. And in that song, he says that he is lost without your love and i used to i used to sing that song to my wife and i never sat down to read the lyrics and uh after she passed i i it came on and it didn't dawn on me he was singing to his his lost love i am lost without your love i never dawned on it he i thought he was telling her that i would be lost without your love and no no he was actually saying that i am lost i am currently lost uh, and and it destroyed me. Like it was one of those songs, you know, that I attributed to to her. That I full on. Uh, and and he sings it with such passion. Uh, it, it's not prevalent to see uh, black African American hard rock lead singers. I can genuinely say that it's not it's not prevalent. But the mm -hmm. way this man. Sings. He he's massive. He's like six three, six four. When he sings that song, it, you can, you can uh, his, you can feel his pain. And mm. Howard Jones, that's his name. Howard Jones. He just reminded me, by the way, because you were talking about um, a black guy in in rock music. You reminded me of Seven Dust, and I saw them in person for the very first time when I was pregnant. I was eight months pregnant um, with my second child. And I was about four feet from the stage. <laughs> oh, and we were, wow. we were in San Antonio. I don't remember which club. Um, I, I, his voice, he's just, he's beautiful and his voice is gorgeous. Um, For me, that started with Living Color. Remember Cult of Personality? Mm -hmm. 
that was one of my first experiences with with an African American uh, uh, black lead singer. I mean, that entire band was black. It really it, it broke a lot of rules, you know, for the time especially. Now now it's you know nobody bats an eye, but at the time it was like what? There you go. Ice T when he did his band Body Count. Yeah. A lot of people a lot of people talked a lot of smack, but I owned that CD. You know, it got a lot of flack because of Cop Killer. But let me tell you something, that that was a good CD and you felt that music. And that's that's what I love about music in general because of the feelings. I want to throw a curveball at you because this is Listen, isn't... so before you throw a curveball, I just want to make sure because I do have at the end of our categories, I have wild cards. Is this going to be a wild card? Yeah. No, I have I it's just a question you for you cuz I'm curious. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm before... curious. Okay, go what ahead. What song is playing at your funeral? Uh, you know, it's funny that you say that because I'm not going to have a funeral because I want to be cremated. So <laughs> that's yeah, but they not... got to have a service of remembrance. No, uh, nah, no, not going to have that. Nah, no. Nah. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're going to be dead. Okay, so this you're not really oh, gonna. Oh, I'm gonna stay. fucking control these motherfuckers. You're, you're, you're gonna come yeah. back. You're gonna come haunt no, your. You own. know what? No, you know what's a remembrance? And I told my kids this. Like I don't play around. I told them I want to be at the fucking uh those exhibits where they have the full body of the person, because I do. I said that I want to donate my body to to science. So they can go to a museum and see my big luscious fucking brazilian you know body. what you know what i'm i'm just i'm gonna they can I'm remember as much as they <laughs> yeah no i'm telling you right now i'm i'm just gonna move right past that one because i already so, know wait so what is yours so you said that so i'm i'm guessing you have you a never told song? me no 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 fine no remembrance oh, no whatever i didn't tell you that i want to be cremated I'm not gonna you have did, a song. I, I'm not going I to. want one. You have one. Everybody's got one that they want played. I want Everybody. one. Oh, you Everybody. want one? Okay. Yeah, yeah. A song that that you want to be remembered. You know, I I've got it sounds bad, but I've been to a couple of funerals, and it, it's always "Time of Your Life" by by Green Day. Ew. Yeah, I know. Why? I'm so depressed. Are it's you sad. serious? You know, I hope you had the time. It's a good song for that. It's that's, a good song for that. That's a graduation Depressing. song. No, no, I'm you telling you, I'm telling you right now. I've seen it played at more funerals than I have graduations. I'm not Ew. kidding. Yeah, Ew. I know. I no. know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I think Gross. it's a beautiful song. Um, you do, you do, especially if music is a big part of your life. No, yeah, music is a big part of my life, but uh, I'm not having a funeral. So they can, oh, you know what they can do? The boys can put like that that chip that you have in like those Hallmark cards where when you open the card, it plays the music, you can have it attached. No, stop laughing. You can have it attached to my fucking urn, which my urn is gonna be a, a head of a unicorn, by the way. And when you get close to it, it throws glitter in the air, uh, you know? And, but they can have a little a, a little music thing that you go up to it, just like those ghosts in the front door. You know what, it's like, I'm sorry, Ooh. even in death. Even in death, your ass has to be that much extra. <laughs> I have to be fucking extra, motherfucker. No, my urn is going to be a glitter unicorn, a colorful rainbow unicorn. When you get close to it, 
it's going to sing celebrate good times come on oh my god celebrate you would yeah no i i totally or no would. i i'm surprised it's not i'm walking on or, sunshine you know no it's either gonna be some crazy cheesy fucking pop song from the 80s or it's going to be like a kanye fucking song like stronger or something something crazy mm. But yeah, it, it it's that's that's my journey for my death. I I don't I don't want no funeral, no funeral Okay. song. So what what what's the wild card? Um, so do you... Cuz I remember I'm Okay. looking at here greatest album of all time and then greatest song Oh yeah, album of all we're time. we're greatest. Well, that's the greatest album of all time is what we were talking about. The greatest influential. So that was mine. The ones That was that yours. I said: Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder, Phil Collins. Uh, Pearl Jam. So what is... Well, I for I I was hard for me. I it was hard for me to of all time. I We, we're just doing the ones that we like. So you, so you can only have one album, by the way. Of... uh uh, there's no way. There's no Really? way. I can't. I Okay, can't have so just I one will album. do, I, I will do mine first then. Greatest album of all time. And then you can move, you can say the ones that you have. How about So that? what did you just do? What was that? The the Phil Collins. I thought those those that's not your greatest. No, Those are your greatest songs of those all time. are my greatest songs, most influential, greatest songs and song lyrics of all time. Okay. I have a one singular album of all time. What is it? Oh no, I I I got three. Actually, Okay, yeah. three, three. I can do three. I can do. I can't do more than three. No, You gotta, I. you gotta choose. Oh, it's it's literally the Queen of the Damned soundtrack. I loved it beginning to end. It was, and and it's The multiple. Queen of the Damn movie. The soundtrack to the movie. They they the way they come, they tried to do Lestat's voice is they literally did three different voices throughout the album and throughout the movie, and it was David Draymond, Chester Bennington, uh, Bennington. God rest, don't don't even get me. I don't want to. Talk, I'm not ready to talk about Chester. I will never be ready to talk about Chester. Yeah, That's so painful. I, I will never, I will never be ready to talk about Chris Cornell. And they were actually friends. Oh, They see, passed that's around that's the same painful. time. So I'm sorry. go ahead. And uh, and I can't remember his name, but the lead singer of Static X, or the former lead singer of Static Static X. And I love the way they they did all three of those voices. They they used the same sound in the same band. but with three different voices. I can't remember the name of the scene, but they combined all three voices and it was like Lestat singing and it was all three other voices going in the harmony at the same time. Oh, Yeah, no, I was that like, sounds so good. it it was, it was. I mean, ugh, I got to watch that movie again, you know. Uh, it was Queen of the Damned, uh, Disturbs first, uh, Down with the Sickness. Uh, it, yeah, it, I listened to it beginning to end. And The Hybrid Theory. the hybrid theory by by uh lincoln park it beginning and i actually got busted uh singing uh in the end i tried so hard you remember i tried so hard and got yeah i can't sing for shit but i didn't know that the camera at the gas station that i was working at picked up audio so i would close the store to mop and i would put on my headphones I remember coming in and my manager, he's like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but the cameras have audio. And I was like, oh, 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 please tell me. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you were that big of a Linkin Park fan. And I, I turned like six different shades of red and just walked away. Um, 
That's but funny. it was. It was such a because again, Chester, Chester's voice, that he was carrying so much pain, and he let it be heard in his music and his oh. lyrics. And for me, I again, I, it was painful. A, a gift to humanity. These people are gifts. They they went before their time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Disturbed, Linkin Park, and the uh, soundtrack the of Queen of the Damned. That's funny. I think I've only seen that film once, and I think it was at the movie theater, and that was it. So those three. It so wasn't you a great really, movie. you really can't pick out of those three. You can't pick the mo the album, your favorite album of all time from those three. It's it's all about what I'm needing in the moment. If I want to mm -hmm. just rock out, I'll probably put on the the Disturbed. If I want to feel something, I'll probably uh, put on Chester and. If I'm feeling, you, you know, the only way I can describe it is sexy music. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Something I know. You put on that makes you feel because that that goes mysterious. into that goes into my favorite album of all time. Tell me. Are you ready? Drum roll. My favorite album of all time is going to be Wish You Were Here, 1975, Pink Floyd, which Pink Floyd is my favorite band of all time. Wow. My favorite I didn't band. That. Uh, so this was really hard for me because Dark Side of the Moon, 1973, is also one of my favorite albums of all time. But uh, if I were to pick one, Wish You Were Here, and I actually listened to it right before we started this live, that, first of all, Pink Floyd, the whole psychedelic space rock, experimental 70s rock, that whole... It's again, when I tell you that music is transformative, when I tell you that music touches my soul and takes me into another realm of the, this existence and none of it makes sense, but all of it makes sense, that is Pink Floyd to me. Um, I discovered Pink Floyd introduced by my first love. He introduced me to Pink Floyd and, and I knew of Pink Floyd, but I didn't know Pink Floyd. He is like, start with the first album I started. And when I got to Wish You Were Here, I completely lost my mind and rediscovered myself and had my first spiritual awakening with this album. I, let me tell you, no amount of drugs on this planet can give me the feeling that this album can give me no amount of psychedelics i feel like you gotta do them to know for sure oh no you don't understand it it like it is like i i yeah it, it's like if you were to see inside my mind listening to wish you were here by pink floyd you're looking into a kaleidoscope and i mean like a kaleidoscope of like all the universes where you see like films and you see music and you see penguins and and unicorns and fucking uh bigfoot and like crazy <laughs> ass shit you know what i mean like yeah uh, and gumby and gumby yeah. fucking gumby and, bro and, and the muppets yeah uh, so let me so because that is the favorite album 
that goes into one of my favorite songs from that album which is shine on your crazy diamond that song which by the way just a little background it's actually nine parts so the song is written and dedicated to the founder member sid barrett who departed from the band in 1968 after becoming mentally ill so a lot of these songs especially shine on your crazy diamond i will go into the lyrics he is talking about him in the song and he says you reached for the secret too soon you cried for the moon shine on your crazy diamond um and then he also says threatened by shadows at night and exposed in the light and he's talking here about his mental illness his his schizophrenia um so that's what he's talking about uh threatened by shadows at night and exposed in the light so the whole shine on you crazy diamond is about me as a person as a human being so no doubt return of saturn was childhood me and shine on you crazy diamond is the spiritual me my adult me album uh, to that particular <laughs> song it's it's everything it's everything that that would be mine out of your three um so we're we're gonna do the wild cards and then we'll end it here with the kind of music that we listen to now so my wild cards would be music that isn't something that i always listen to is just something that i pop on that i feel like i'm in the mood so that would be drake i don't listen to a lot of rap uh new age rap but drake especially i have a lot of his albums i purchased a lot of his albums Black Eyed Peas, always go back to that. This is gonna sound funny, but blues, folk music, bluegrass, ambient music, Native American Gregorian chants, and monk throat chants. I go to, um, especially with Gregorian chants and uh, Native American music or Native American flute is something I will listen to randomly. Wow. Yeah, it's that's what I mean, it's, it's wild cards. Huh. Um, I got a couple of those. Um, this is going to sound a little odd, but I really dig 8-bit Really? Music. That's fun. You know, uh, video, <laughs> I, I love video Yeah, like the, the whole music. Mario and... Yes. And, and even the modern. Like, uh, I don't know, have you ever heard of Hideo Kojima? That sounds familiar. He's a, he's a very famous mm. video game designer. A lot of, like, the, especially the new, the newer Metal Gear Solid series has a lot of great music and i'm not talking about 8-bit music i'm talking about actual songs by actual composers with with lyrics and and they go great with the game uh because the game is uh the way he designed it it's a, it's a beautiful and sad story about war and loss and perseverance and growth one of my wild cards is going to be 8-bit or and or video game music and the other one I'm going to throw out that I don't know if I've mm. told you, it started last year uh, during my trip to Tampa. That's funny. No, Britney's classic. No, no, I, <laughs> I love Britney. I will do Britney, Cario. You give me, you give me enough shots, I will, oh, baby, baby, I will totally. Oh, baby, I will, baby, yeah. how was I supposed to know? Hey, 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 there's kids listening, all right? What are you doing here? You know, that was great. But yeah, it's classic. But most recently, I have straight up leaned into Bad Bunny. Really? Ew. I, 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 I know, so I know. And it spoke to me. 
I'm talking in the way that mm-hmm. rock speaks to me. Like I hear his music and I'm like, damn, I know that feeling. The song Tu Gato de Noche, he's literally talking about being the side piece. He's literally saying during the day, you're going to hang out with him. And if you see me, we got to play it off like we don't know each other. But I'm going to pick you up at midnight and I'm going to see you. He's saying, I want to taste you tonight and repeat you in the morning. Like, yo, I'm like, yes, I want to eat you tonight and repeat you in the morning. No, no, no. No, and the way he talk about, I don't know whose ass he's talking about, but I'm into it. Like, I will literally, in my car, put on Bad Bunny and listen to it. Kanye is that for me. His albums, and I'm not even going to go to any particular song, um, but uh, Graduation, the album Graduation, the album Stronger, 808s and Heartbreak. Yeezus was a huge part of my marriage, uh, but totally with me. But Watch the Throne with Jay-Z and Kanye, that album has been replayed and overplayed in the car, just like you said. It it does something to me. And even, you know, at the gym sometimes too. But I love Watch the Throne. And you guys know that popular song uh, that's in it. Um, I'm not going to say the first word in Paris. Uh, so dudes, dudes in Paris, that was my ringtone for a long time and, and still is good. Wild card. Yeah. Kanye does that to me. He is, oh, Kanye. No, it's not even just Kanye. So out of all of this, my favorite artist of all time, Bjorg, Pink Floyd, Kanye, right now I'm really getting into Tom Waits. All his albums are phenomenal. I listened to them recently. Uh, Dire Straits, Phil Collins, Sting, Depeche Mode. We didn't even get into that. Depeche Mode. Jay Z, Radiohead, Uh, James Blake, Jimi Hendrix, Chris Cornell. All these artists are aliens intentionally and purposely, purposefully, meticulously picked out of the bunch to bless our whole beings with their art, their voice, their vision. Um, You said Linkin Park too. Like, it's just. You know, it's a gift to humanity to have music and to have these artists. They change lives. They change my life. So I. They're still changing. That's a beautiful part about music. Even once, even if an artist has passed and and Mm -hmm. you introduce that music to someone, it it still has the same power to touch that person, to to help Mm -hmm. them get through that time. They will never pass. They will never yeah. pass. And if anything, Bowie, Bowie, no, come on, Bowie, Bowie Prince, Bowie. Oh. larger than life. These are larger than life characters. You know what? I genuinely believe that it's it's all about the capacity. Oh, it's. And with that, I think we can end it here. But we, I, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, just so you guys know. Uh, I told Johnny to give me a list of his, you said indestructible, right? Is your playlist? Yeah, that's my industry. It's it's my workout mix. It's just got a lot of uplifting and self-motivating songs. Perfect. So I'm going to put that below. I'm going to also put my hard rock uh, playlist below just because that was, 
out of all the playlists, that one changed my life. Um, so I'm going to also post that below. And then you can guys, uh, I'll post a link where you guys can follow us, follow us on social media or Spotify. But that is it. Uh, I thank you for sitting here and listening to us ramble and fall in love <laughs> and uh over and over again with these songs but yeah let us know what you guys think and uh don't forget to share and follow the starving minds podcast and i will be seeing you guys later bye, bye. where's the record button where is <laughs> <laughs>